Welcome back to the Misty and Ike morning program. Hello. Hello. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Punch bug. I'll get blood. one out of the fridge when we get done. Hey. Hey. Uh, how's it going, everybody? Hi. Um, today's topic? Edgar Allan Poe. Never trust a man with three first names. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah, I had never thought that. Yeah, you're right. We're going to learn all we can learn about Edgar Allan Poe in, that we don't already know from high school in 15 minutes or less, starting right. Are we ready to begin? Good morning. My name is Misty. Come on, Ike, it's time. We would be honored if you would join us. The greatest adventure of all time. Yeah. We just become best friends. Yep. Come on, let's get in the character. What are you waiting for, huh? Oh, come on! And we're back. What's your favorite Edgar Allan Poe fact, Misty? Well, I have a piece of art that is Edgar Allan Poe at my house. That's my favorite piece of fact. You have an original? No, it's not. Well, it is an original, but it's by an artist. Ah, okay. So, you know, I love New Orleans. Yeah. And they're one of my favorite artists in New Orleans, uh, Van Santos. He makes these incredible sculptures. And I have one of Edgar Allan Poe, and it has some ravens sitting on top of it. Hmm. It's, it's encased in this wooden display box that it sits yeah. in. Do you have a picture of it? I don't. Okay. I mean, I'm sure I could find one on the internet, but yeah, I bought it's an original. And that's because I really, really enjoy the writings of Edgar Allan Poe. What's your favorite book? Um, I mean, I think just like everyone, I was probably turned on to Edgar Allan Poe by The Raven. Like that was... Um, yeah, he just he has a very dark, dark way of writing, and he writes about murder and mystery and the cob and yeah. His best known works, uh, the top five most best known works are mm-hmm. "To Helen" in 1831, mm-hmm. "The Raven" 1845, "Annabel Lee" in 1849. Mm-hmm. The short stories of wickedness and crime, the Telltale Heart in 1843, which is amazing. The Cask of Amontadillo, mm-hmm. 1846, and the supernatural horror story, The Fall of the House of Usher, which is super great as well. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people know him because of his you know scary tales and haunting poems, but he's also credited as one of the earliest writers of short stories. Also, the inventor of modern detective stories and an innovator in the genre of science fiction. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, He was possibly named after a Shakespeare character. Not surprised. Both of Edgar Allan Poe's parents were actors and were performing in Shakespeare's King Lear the year he was born. Mm -hmm. This has led to much speculation that he was named for the character of Edgar, the Earl of Gloucester's son, though his father would soon abandon the family when Edgar was only one. Not surprised. He, he strikes me as someone who had a rough upbringing. Yeah, the guy definitely had some... Uh, some trauma. Tra- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, trauma. Trauma llama. Um, so in his life, not only did he do short stories and poetry, he also wrote a novel, a textbook, a book of scientific theory, and numerous essays and book reviews. He was considered America's first well-known professional writer. Hmm. So he essentially, like, the idea is that he created a new profession. He eked out his living as being a literary critic and writing for a living, which was not something that was really done before that. 
Hmm. Yeah. You know, he was also an athlete. I did not know that. He held uh, a record for swimming six miles up the tidal James River and was a champion long jumper and enjoyed, enjoyed, enjoyed. rowing, enjoyed rowing and hiking. Interesting. I wouldn't have seen that. Yeah. Um, well, so you just talked about his dad dying or abandoning the family. Yep. <clears throat> so also by the time he was four, his father had died and his mother had also died. Oh, boy. So he was taken in by a wealthy merchant named John Allen and his wife, Frances, in yep. Richmond, Virginia. And they're the ones that named him Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah. So he didn't get the name so Edgar. The name Edgar came from the Shakespearean, but Allen was the last name of John and Francis who adopted him. Oh. Well, he later and had some, his, some yeah. big problems with John Allen. <clears throat> really? Uh, when Poe was in college at the University of Virginia, he amassed a gambling debt. This led Ooh. to problems between twi- this led to problems between him and his foster father. John Allen gave him money when Poe tried to convince him that he didn't give him enough money for classes. However, Poe's debt just increased. This led Poe to drop out and enlist in the army. Poe, however, was soon expelled from West Point. His foster mother died, and his foster father disowned him. Yeah. To further punish Poe, when John Allen died, he left Poe out of his will, providing uh, for an illegitimate child that Poe had never met. Yeah, he was disinherited. That would make me write some weird-ass books, too. But you know what? That's okay, because when he was 27, he married his cousin. Yeah, guess how old she was. (laughs) 13. Wow. She died at the age of 24 from tuberculosis. (laughs) They put down that she was 21 on the marriage certificate. Oh. God, ugh. I understand it was different times, but mm-mm. There is some speculation that the marriage was less romantic and more of a brother-sister type relationship. Twelve's tuberculosis got her. Yep. And that was the inspiration for the, ma- the Mask of the Red Death. This is what he wrote. So, <laughs> his death. I think this is really crazy. In 1849... He went missing for five days. Wow. And he was found worse for the wear and delirious in Baltimore. He was taken to the hospital where he died soon at the age of 40. No autopsy was performed and the cause of death was listed as a vague congestion of the brain. Mm. And he was buried two days later. Experts and scholars have proposed everything from murder to rabies to dipsomania and carbon monoxide poisoning. But to this day, his death still remains a mystery. Nobody knows still. Um, I do have a photo of myself in Baltimore. There's a little park and there is, it's the Edgar Allan Poe Park. It's by a church. And there is a giant slab of rock that's dedicated to him. And I have a picture of myself laying down on this rock. Yeah, um, I went out during a show day and walked. It's about two blocks from the venue that we were playing at. And I was like, I'm going to go see this Edgar Allan Poe memorial. Hmm. Memorial. Did you know that he enjoyed cryptography? And that is... Cryptography is like uh, ciphers and codes, right? Okay, that does not surprise me at all. Write it here, and then you have the code, and then you can decipher it. Um, 
He had a keen interest in ciphers and codes and even incorporated them into his work, The Gold Bug, as an essential part of the story. Cryptography today in 2021 is generally referred to as like cryptocurrency. Right. That's why I was like, what was it called then? It'd be weird if he forecasted cryptocurrencies in the 1800s. I mean, you know, the guy guy had some ideas. (laughs) He invented detective fiction. Yeah. Yeah. This says uh, something about Sherlock, but he didn't write Sherlock. No. Excuse me, I'm drinking a sparkling water and the gas is just gone. (laughs) Uh, If you enjoy watching Sherlock as much as I do, then you can thank Edgar Allan Poe. His book, The Murders of the Rue Morgue, involved a character called C. Auguste Dupin, who is considered to be the precursor to detectives such as Sherlock Holmes and Agatha Christie. Many consider this story to be the first work of detective fiction inspiring the genre that continues today. So I think this is super, super weird. The name Poe instantly conjures up images of madmen entombing victims inside walls and ravens perching outside of doors, like all the things that he wrote. Edgar has a nice ring. You know, it's kind of gothic-y. Yet in the poems and letters that he penned to the women he loved, he referred to himself as Eddie. He signed them Eddie. That's hilarious. Which is, I mean, obviously a lot more boyish and casual. Like he, he didn't consider himself this dark character that wrote these, you know, very macabre, dark writings. He was just like, no, I'm in love with you. Love Eddie. That's yeah. That'd be like Tim Burton going like, what's up? Love Timmy. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, He theorized the big bang. What? Yeah, strange as it may seem, some 80 years before the theory became popular, Edgar Allan Poe, EAP, I like to call him. Oh, EAP. EAP. You down with EAP? I am. I was really hoping you were going to go, you know me. (laughs) Yeah, you know me. Uh, EAP wrote an essay called Eureka, a prose poem, in which he proposed the idea of the Big Bang. He considered it to be his career's masterpiece. Interesting. Yeah. Um... So I want to go back to this whole him getting married thing. Okay. So when he was 27, he married his first cousin, Virginia, who was 13. She was not his first fiance. <clears throat> that title goes to Sarah Elmira Royster of Richmond, who accepted Poe's marriage proposal when he was 17 and she was 15. They did not get married. Hmm. But after Virginia, his first wife, cousin Virginia passed away at 24 he reunited with sarah weeks before he died and they became engaged again and oh. then he passed so he actually refound the love refound the love of his life hmm. and and when proposed to her again and then he passed away i hope that happens to me i hope i rekindle or re-meet the my high school sweetheart and mm-hmm. find her wherever she is well this is something she said about him And I really, really loved this because in a lot of pictures that you see of him, he looks very tired and, um, you know, big bags under his eyes. But she referred to him as her beautiful boy. And a lot of admirers have noted that even though the pictures back then are black and white, in reality, he had these very striking eyes that were violet colored. Wow. And some of his college friends described him as the most attractive 
of their group of friends. My college friends refer to me as the most attractive also. <laughs> Uh, um, he didn't have a mustache like he did in all of the photos um, really? when he was younger. He didn't start having the mustache until about four years before he died. This picture, to me, looks like uh, Bill Murray could play him. It really does. And there you've got the mustache and the bags under his eyes and, mm. you know, scary. Yeah. And that's just not really at all how people saw him that knew him. Um, he became an overnight success, kind of. Okay. In eighteen uh, in eighteen forty five, only four years before his death, Poe became an overnight success with the publication of his famous poem, "The Raven." Though it did little to alleviate his life of relative poverty, the poem propelled him to fame. He is said to have been chased by children on the street, flapping their arms and calling "caca caca caca." He would turn and reply, "Nevermore." Which is, I have a wine decanter or a liquor decanter that actually says nevermore on it and has the raven um so i think this is really cool he had a lifelong bitter rival oh an arch nemesis <laughs> an perhaps? arch nemesis so um there was this guy named rufus wilmot griswold who was a writer and editor and also a literary critic and he made Poe and he were enemies because Poe wrote some critiques of Rufus's writing. And so at that point, they decided to have a critic off and would publish the most critical assessments of each other's writing and became lifelong bitter rivals. Mm. And when Poe died, Rufus Griswold is the one who wrote about his death. And so his obituary reads like something that your bitter rival would write. Oh, I want you yeah. to write my obituary. I am your bitter rival. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, shall we read a little excerpt of The Raven to get us out of here? Or do you have more facts? Um, I'm out of facts. Well, yeah, I think, I think that we just take it out with some reading of The Raven. I was going to read all of it, but it's like eight pages long. So I'll just do the first bit. Should I do it in a spooky voice? Yes, please. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of some one gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered. Oh, why did I project that when it was muttering? <laughs> Tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. And there's like 900 other yeah. little... Yeah. Yep. That's that's a pretty good... Yeah. That's, that's in the Raven. That is in the Raven. And that's all we could get to in 15 minutes about EAP. Um, I'm going to take it out with this really quickly. Okay. I just... um All of the facts that I've been giving come from an author who wrote a book called The Raven's Tale that came out in 2019. Ravens don't have tails. And it <laughs> it goes into Edgar Allan Poe's teenage years, all of his complicated relationships, and just really goes into the life of him. And um, that's where all these facts came from. So I just want to write, you know, to throw out to Cat Winters, who wrote that book, 
which I'm probably not going to order off Amazon. So if you want to know more about Edgar Allan Poe, then order this book, The Raven's Tale. Yeah, get with Cat if you want to know about, more yeah. about ravens. All right. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Leave us a comment. Tell us your favorite uh, EAP work. And we'll see you tomorrow for Food Fridays where we talk about... Stay tuned tomorrow where we <laughs> talk about food on Friday. Talk about food. See ya. <laughs>